The following interview with Brooke Allen and Grace Ellis was recorded at Staple 2015. This is the exact same cut of the interview that was featured in Giant Size episode 33. We just figured we would offer it to you isolated in case you, like us, are a hardcore lumberjumpy. Speaking of that term, the next episode in the Artist Edition feed will be the not-excerpted-on episode 33 of Giant Size Q&A from Staple, conducted by Annie Bullock with Grace, Brooke, and the bodacious Babs Tar. Enjoy this chat with Grace and Brooke. How long have each of you been comics fans yourselves? Like, from an early age, is it something that you came to, like, in high school or whatever? What, what's your origin story as a, as a comics nerd? Oh, gosh. Um, I've always been a fan of it, uh, but I didn't probably buy my own comic until I was, like, nine or ten, and I went to the comic book store, and I picked out... I think my first comic was Crimson. Think. Umberto Ramos yeah. is crimson. And like, I loved his art so much. Like the, his like big chunky feet that he draws everybody with. And the noses. And, like, those giant noses. Yeah. yeah. Those like, all these like, exaggerated features that like a nine-year-old I think is really. It's really appealing to like a young crowd. <laughs> I think because of those like exaggerated features. Um, and then uh, and then from there I just yeah. Was it that was, all downhill. Was, was that the point when that you feel like that was the point of no return? That was it. Yeah, it was. It's funny because um, I mean I was so into cartoons and animation that was like what I loved. But then I for, I always just wanted to do comics, even though like I hadn't really had too much like, experience with comics up until that point. But like I would make my own comics. You're cartooning at school uh, and just, like, after at, school and yeah, just yeah, like at home. I draw like a stupid like Garfield or something. Like it looked like a knockoff of like Jim Davis or something. <laughs> like the eyes are all big and like I would just draw my dog. He looked like Odie and he was like a superhero by day or whatever. But like the cat had to save him all the time. He was like an idiot. Th- that yeah. kind of comic strip style storytelling. That was what you wanted to do first. Yeah, I wanted to do like a comic book but I hadn't had that much experience like with comic books mm-hmm. but then like and I, I, I got like you know like the funnies and Garfield and Calvin and Hobbes and all that so, Garfield like, and Calvin yeah. and Hobbes yeah. big influences to a lot of us uh, were there other strips in particular that you were just hugely into um I love Pogo Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Kelly's thing. I, I, I got like a, a Pogo's Papers um, that collected. It's just like a little small collected edition. Um, I think at a yard sale when I was little. And I was like, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, what about you, Grace? Um, well, I. I, like, never read comic books when I was a kid, but I was, like, obsessed with, like, Sunday strips and, like, would read them religiously, and then I started reading, like, the daily strips, and my parents, it's so funny, I have a very clear memory of my dad being, like, well, when I was a kid, I used to read, like, the comics, and then I, like, graduated into reading, like, the rest of the newspaper, and I was like, that's cool, I'm just gonna read the comics forever. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and I, like tore through every Calvin and Hobbes thing I could really get my hands on. I just really loved Revenge of the Baby Sass and just everything. It's so good. It's still so, so, so good, right? It's it's like kind of perfect. How how did the two of you react when you found out that that Watterson had done his first strip art in years and years and it was like nobody knew? Yeah. Yeah. Did you freak out like I did? Yes. Like, 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 there's just no way to respond to that except like, oh my God, like it's all happening. This is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Yeah. 
so in addition to, to Calvin and Hobbes, what, what, uh, what else made up the religion of your uh, newspaper strip love? Well, I was really into soccer when I was a kid, and it's really funny because right when I was like starting to read comics, um, Cleats by Bill Hines was starting. Yeah. Um, so I was like really into that, and like I know that's like not a huge strip or anything, but like to me it was like the entire world. I don't know, the characters were just like goofy and they were like kind of like my friends. Like it was it was cool. And also like I mean like Garfield was there a lot. Like I, I was really into the peanuts too. Oh yeah, um, peanuts. Yeah. For better or for worse. Even though I didn't really understand it. I was like, this is a great comic, you guys. This is really excellent. You know, I'm, Kathy. Su- I'm such an adult. <laughs> Apartment 2G. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Because you you know, you care about adult issues. Right, as a kid. right. I was very mature. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was a big enthusiast of page boy haircuts, that's why I read Prince yeah. Valiant. Yeah. Were, were, were there any changes in the strip lineups to your papers that ever like enraged you? Made you as a kid want to oh, like write a letter to the editor? Were there any of those? Because yeah. it, depending on where you lived, something yeah. like that maybe happened or maybe it didn't. Man, I remember them changing up, and I remember being really upset about it because they were like cutting strips. They weren't like adding things or like making it bigger. It was always like losing things and like moving for better or for worse up above the fold. <laughs> my, my newspaper was like very into that and Crankshaft, both of them. Like, yeah. What was the deal with Crankshaft? Was it a bunch of sixty-year-old men who just yeah. kept writing into the paper? Keep giving us more of this. Yeah, so much of it. <laughs> oh man, I, I mean, just... I, I kept re- reading it, so like, yeah. I mean, it must not have been too terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I remember being really upset about it, but man, I don't know what it was. When you got into stapled books, both of you, was there anything that you found yourselves particularly attracted to that, that you know, shooed you running away? You know, were you into superhero books? Were you more into like black and white indie stuff? What, what was your What was your taste? Uh, I loved the superhero stuff, and like, I mean, I picked up Crimson because it had like werewolves and you know, like vampires yeah. and stuff, and I thought that was amazing. Uh, and then um, I got really into uh, Blue Monday, I think, directly thereafter. So that was like my first like indie book, I guess. Um, but mostly like colored stuff. I remember when I was little, like picking up like all these digitally colored things and not understanding yeah. how they were colored. Oh. <laughs> I was like, for, like, what kind of paint? Like, what kind of marker? Yeah, how, what store do you go to to get this? this <laughs> Baby Brooke. Baby Brooke is a little slow. <laughs> yeah. I like, to be perfectly honest, I didn't really read like single issue anything until like a couple years ago. And then it was all like, God, I don't even remember what I was picking up. I remember I read Hexed and like, like, boom, put a bunch of books in my hand. So it's all like boom books. Um, Get boomed. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) I think I read Scott Pilgrim. That was like an early, like early in my comics, like influence wheelhouse, even though it's not like single issue or anything. But like, I remember being like, yeah, this is the stuff. Oh, I meant to say earlier too. Sorry, I'm like a terrible interviewer. I'm jumping all over the place. No, you're not. This but is fantastic. So, what what do you find yourselves motivated to do around around this time last year? Uh, a couple of weeks after, you know, where yeah. we are right here this year. I met the two of you at Emerald City Comic Con, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, your book is not out, but I am. I, it is like one of my top favorite books just because of the concept of what it is. And, hey, Diary of the Mouth. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and and you were you were very much like that was your first show. Once everything was announced and it was going to happen, uh, how do you how do you feel things have 
have transformed for you in terms of grappling with with your your notoriety, your oh gosh. Your, your public, and so on from from then to now? Is it still a little bit surreal, a little bit weird to deal with? Yes, absolutely. Like. At, at Emerald City last year, there were cosplayers like before the book was even out, and that was overwhelming. We didn't know how to react. And at this con, there were also cosplayers, and that was really overwhelming. And we didn't know how to react. But it's so flattering. You just like, what do you, what do you do? It's like, oh my god, I just like made this thing up, and now you love it so much that you want to be it. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, same. I feel the same. <laughs> where, where things are at with uh, with your your workflow and your workload as it is with Lumberjanes. Is it, does it permit, in theory, for you to do additional work outside of the book? Is that something that you're hungry to do now that you're you're about a year in, you're, you're looking for more stuff to pile onto the plate as you're able to take it? Oh yeah, totally. Definitely. Totally hungry. Pile it all onto the plate. Sometimes my eyes are bigger than my stomach in this metaphor, but, um, but yeah, pile it all on. Yeah, right on. I'm so ready. Awesome. Well, I, congratulations for the, the first year of Lumberjanes going so well. Uh, I, I wish the trade were already out so that I could already be putting it into people's hands, but I got a stack of the issues that I'm going to give to one of our listeners in, in this month's giveaway of stuff full of awesomeness. Uh, and I'll make them go and find the first two issues. It'll, it'll be their it'll be their little fetch quest. Nice. You can find show notes and links for this particular interview by going to esn.fm slash artist edition slash 60. You can either subscribe directly to the artist edition feed or you can subscribe to the giant size channel feed, which gives you our main show as well as these extra isolated and uncut interviews and Q&As that are recorded at conventions. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.